When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back for the Eagles growing up, still? No, I'm Geelong now. I, I so again? Go for Geelong now. So when I won the Oz Kicker of the Year competition, Joel was the mentor at the time, so he, he flipped me over to uh, <laughs> to Geelong pretty quickly, and they were doing well at the time. And so wow, that's um, that's, that's unheard of. That's yeah. that's which I probably should have asked that question heartbroken. <laughs> that's Jed Buzzlinger, the young boy from East Perth. You know, yeah, Jed? Gun. Yeah, he's a fantastic young fella and a very very good player. Yeah, so he's over there in Melbourne, of yep. course. Uh, he'll be a part of the draft tonight. Starts just after, or well, starts at four o'clock Perth time. And of course, uh, yes, uh, Joel Selwood has taken him under his wing in the other. The voice you heard in the studio at the time was Brad Shepard, who was devastated to know mm. that Jed had crossed sides. Uh, Mick Ablett is AFL talent analyst. He'll be part of the Fox coverage tonight. And we appreciate Mick, who's uh, across all things draft, but in particular all things West Australian. Mickey, good to chat. Exciting time for you. This is your this is your Christmas day. Yeah, good morning, guys. Good morning, Amish. It's, uh, it's very exciting, boys. I, I make no bones about that. I Absolutely love this time of year and, and love seeing uh, the opportunities that are about to come uh, the way of these young men and, and for some dreams to be realised after a, a lot, a lot of hard work, obviously, by them and, and a lot of support through coaches and family and the like. We've had a lot of players in our young boys in our studio and on the phone over the last uh, couple of weeks. Our producers uh, have done a remarkable job getting them into the studio. They come in all fresh-faced and excited and they don't want to sort of paint themselves into a corner. But I tell you what, I don't know how they'd be feeling today, but it's going to be a long day for some. It's going to be a longer day for others who won't get drafted until tomorrow. Yeah, it certainly is. That's, that's a really challenging part. Obviously, the draft's become a, a huge event now and, and running over two days. So for some guys, they're just excited to hear where they're going to land, which um, this year's draft is, is just still very much up in the air um, and going to throw a lot of curveballs, I think, where we're going to see one of the more unpredictable drafts over the last few years. And That'll throw up some challenges for the players. And then you've got young men like Devin Robertson a couple of years ago that got to sit through night one and um, try and get some sleep overnight and hopefully hear their name called out on Tuesday. So plenty of challenges ahead, but plenty of excitement as well. Uh, Mickey, um, uh, over the last few years, the draft has changed a little bit with points and picks and, and trading picks and all the rest of it. What is... It's obviously pretty key. A lot of clubs are trying to get into the first round. What is is there going to be much movement tonight in picks, or what's what's the run? Run me through what tonight probably potentially might look like. Yeah, Hamish, I think like I mentioned, I think we're going to see one of the more unpredictable drafts. I think the evenness of the first sort of ten to fifteen players in in this year's draft is um, is certainly throwing up some curveballs, and I also think boys that. Clubs are starting to realise that premiership window, when it is open, isn't probably going for as long as what it has in the past. So clubs really need to strike now. And we're hearing of Melbourne that are very, very keen to move up in the draft. Uh, the Bulldogs are certainly looking to make moves. And um, and even, even West Coast that 
you know, I've been very, very keen on Ruben Jimby and, and where he's going to fit in the draft. One minute he's sort of in that 8-12 to 12 mix, which they did a, a fantastic job in in trading out to and turning, you know, one pick into two. And then the next minute he's in sort of that four to six type range. So they'll be certainly uh, very nervous this morning as, as to what it's going to throw up to them. But I think... We will see some trades on the night. I think this first night will probably go a little bit longer than it has and not necessarily the script as it has over the last couple of years. So it should make for some really good viewing, some nervous times for mums and dads and, and players. But um, but I think it's it's going to be one of the more interesting, one of the more exciting drafts that, um, of recent times. Mick Ablett, AFL talent analyst, part of the Fox coverage tonight. Starts at 4 o'clock and you can also keep across it all on the SEN network as well. Uh, we talk about the West Australians and, and as I mentioned, we've had a lot of young boys in our studio. The, the West Australian, Jordan McArdle, does a great job in, in uh, dissecting the draft. He's got five West Aussies in the top 20. Do you think that's a fair assessment or is that being generous? No, I think, I think that's Fairly accurate. I think four to five will be the number that we'd expect to come out of uh, out of WA. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, Ruben's the, the real top-end talent, the one that's really rocketed up the charts and blown some people away, uh, particularly over, over the middle of the season through the national championships. He's worked at senior level at East Perth and then coming out and test like he did at the draft. Draft combine was, was outstanding. You know, Jess Busling is in that in that mix who we just heard before, uh, and the effect that, that the great Joel Selwood's had on him. But he's another one. I'm hearing the Bulldogs are, are very, mm. very keen on a tall defender. He seems to be um, the best of that type. So I'd expect him to go first. Lewis Hayes, a, a young fellow from the Eastern Rangers out of Vic Metro. He's probably not too far behind Jed, but I think we'll hear Jed's name first and. The forgotten player, I think, a little bit in all this, and the one that's um, just slipping under the radar is Elijah Hewitt from Swan District. Um, you know, he's got absolute top 10 talent. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he's proven that in a performance he put on against Vic Metro when he, he went head-to-head with Marcus Ashcroft, uh, Marcus Ashcroft uh, Will Ashcroft, and, um, and picked up 21 disposals in, in the first half. And he's just one that's just quietly... Just going about his business, and um, and there's every chance now that he could potentially be there at the Eagles' second pick. And you know whether whether that pick happens to be another West Australian or, or someone like an Ed Allen, or whether Elijah Raven is still sitting there, um, you know, sort of towards that back end of the first round. I think he, he could be one of the steals of the draft. This is Elijah Hewitt when uh, talked to asked in the, our interview a couple of weeks ago in regards to being compared to with Christian Petraka. It's more referring to the way I play the game, the inside ball that has the ability to go forward and, and you know impact on the scoreboard. Um, so yeah, I, I, I really do um, like those trades and those trades I've, I've worked on for the last couple of years. You really do train them, and so I've, I've trained for power and it's um, you know helped exponentially throughout my game. What do you what do you make? Is there a comparison to him? I did see uh, Christian Petraka without his shirt on over the weekend. Yeah, um, a well-oiled tractor, apparently. <laughs> he's in pretty good condition. 
Gee whiz, I tell you what, not, I, d- I don't blame you, me, the goss, for putting it out there on Instagram. Yep. Like, oh, if I had a rig like that, boys, I'd, I'd be putting it out there yep. too. I wouldn't own any shirts if uh, I had a rig like that, Mickey. No, I'm, I'm hearing you, but uh, those days are long gone for, for guys like uh, myself. And me. But um, look, I, I sort of, I liken him a little bit more to, um, to Harley Bunnell, to be honest. I, I just think he's... The power that he's got, the smoothness that he moves with, um, his ability to roll through the midfield and um, and then go forward as well and, and impact the scoreboard, I just think he, he's got a genuine confidence about him. I really like his swagger. I, I saw it uh, firsthand when uh, the West Coast Eagles waffle team played against Swan Districts out there on what was a pretty dirty day at, at Bassendine weather-wise, but this kid just oozed confidence mm. and he wasn't taking a backward step for anyone. So, I, like I say, I, I just think if he does happen to slide down the board a bit, I'm not a big believer in um, in draft numbers in terms of where you go, meaning a great deal. I think once you're on an AFL list, um, you're every much a chance to, to play footy and to play senior games as, as anyone else that's there. So I wouldn't be too fussed about that. I just think somebody's going to get a very, very good player probably a little bit further down the order than, than what was initially expected. Mick Ablin, uh, AFL talent analyst, is with us. Mick, uh, with us coming out the back, uh, the other side of COVID and players not being restricted on getting home and uh, and family access when they're on the road and the like, do, do we think the, the go-home factor will be minimised this time around? Yeah, look, I know it's a, a bit of a dirty topic um, and has been over the last five or six years, boys, but it was really, really prevalent um, maybe four or five years ago. I think things changed a little bit over the last few years and we weren't hearing so much of that, but it's really weird at Ted again and it is it is playing a huge part. I know Jason McCartney, the GWS list manager, was open about um, about obviously the, the part that it plays in their decision-making process and when you see the likes of Luke Jackson return to WA, you got Isaac Rankin that return to South Australia, um, and we've had players in the past that you know Bailey Smith of the Western Bulldogs that made it clear to clubs that um, you know he wanted to remain in Melbourne. He wasn't ready to go into state, so it's definitely playing a part, whether we like it or not. Um, as you mentioned, Goss, the, the ability to travel now certainly helps, but. You know, when you look at somewhere for argument's sake like a WA and um, and even South Australia to an extent, the cost of airfares now um, and getting around the country has increased. And, you know, for a young fellow that may move from Western Australia to, to Melbourne, it's not necessarily just him getting back. It's his family trying to get over and see him as well. So um, there are some challenges, but as we all know, and, and as Hamish knows and has been through it in recent times, uh, once you sign up and nominate for the draft, you're uh, you're putting your hand up to go anywhere in the country, and I think that's really important that the players and, and player agents don't lose sight of that. That we are a national competition, and um, I think as much as it's it's a challenge these days for these young men um, to leave home at such a young age, um, it is important to realise that it's part and parcel of putting your hand up to to be a part of the AFL landscape. Yeah, no question. I mean, I I think you shouldn't be you should be cautious drafting a kid out of an inner city, inner city suburb somewhere else. I think country kids are a bit more hesitant to go home because it's you're not really going home, are you? But uh, 
Mick, looking at um, the top 20, I mean, obviously Will Ashcroft has been touted as, uh, as a potential, you know, very, very good player for a long time. I, I don't want you to go with him. I, uh, I'm going to ask you this, and I want you to have a little bit of a gamble and, and sort of go out on a whim here. But in the, we're looking at a list of about 20-odd names here. Um, of this year's draft, who do you see as being the one player that, you you know, 300-gamer, for example? I'm throwing it's a wild number out there, but have a little punt, stab in the dark. Who do you, what would be your pick? Yeah, well, I've got a couple of them, boys. I think one that's been overshadowed by Will Ashcroft, and I say that in all due respect to, to both of these players, but Cam McKenzie is a kid out of the Sandy Dragons, out of your old stomping ground, yep. Hamish, that um, he's he's as good a player in this draft. He's an outstanding prospect at 188 centimetres. He's a midfielder that just accumulates and racks up possessions. He's got an ability to use it on both sides of the body, um, outstanding around the stoppage, and he's got a real calmness about him when he's in possession. I've likened him a lot to to Sam Mitchell um, when he plays his football. He he just doesn't panic and makes very, very good decisions. So he's someone that we haven't heard a great deal about, but I think you're going to hear a lot about this kid in the future because in any other... I guess, team that he would have played in, we'd be talking about him and we'd probably be pitting him against the Will Ashcroft. I think he's he's that good of a player. So he's certainly one. And, and another one that um, that I want to talk about, that, again, we've heard a lot about Matthias Philippou and, you know, and George Wardlaw and, and Harry Sheeple and the like that are, um, are early selections in the draft. But Joy Clark is a, a young fella and, you know, we mentioned the name Joel Selwood earlier, and he's had plenty of comparisons to him. He's a 181-centimetre uh, midfielder out of the Geelong Falcons. He's just probably drifted a little bit out of conversations over the last few days, which um, is, is surprising to me. He certainly won't fall out of the top 10. Um, he was runner-up in the Lark medal, which is the, the under-18 championship, mm-hmm. best and fairest. But he's an outstanding player. He's tough. Um, he can play inside, outside, and you know we've all heard about his leadership. And I think in today's football, where um, you know society is very different, and there's probably not quite the level of resilience um, that there once was in young men, and that, that's certainly not a knock on them. That's just society and, and lifestyle changes. Yep. But you know when when you want leadership out of a player, and you want somebody to go and play. 300 games for your footy club, lead from the front and really, you know, put other players on their shoulders and take them along for the ride. I think Joy Clark just embodies all of those traits and um, both Joy and Cam McKenzie are two players we're going to hear a lot about for a long, long time. Going to hear a lot about a lot of players uh, over the, the next couple of hours and then, of course, from the draft time at 4 o'clock. Looking forward to it, Mick, and you're a part of the Fox coverage and uh, appreciate your time. It's an exciting time. The next couple of days, a nervous time for many, and we wish all the young boys the best of luck. And in a moment, we're going to be chatting with one more young hopeful from WA, Hugh Davies, to see if he can get on a list in the next 48 hours. Thanks for joining us, and we appreciate your time. No worries, boys. Thanks for your time and all the best to the young men tonight. Yeah, Mickey Ablett joining us. So West Coast, for those asking, West Coast have picks numbers 8, 
12, 20, 26 and 71. Fremantle don't enter the draft until 30, 41, 44. They've traded up 67 and 76. Looking forward to seeing how our WA clubs and all the clubs go and all the young West Aussie men. We've spoken to a dozen of them over the last month or two and they've all been outstanding young talent. We're looking forward to seeing the next stage of their careers and lives. Hugh Davies joins us next, the young boy from Claremont. Where does he end up? We'll find out, hopefully, in the next 48 hours. It's 22 past seven. This is Breakfast SENWA.